Welcome to my very first episode of my podcast, Rise and Resilience. Today's special guests are Sachem alum, Mark Cherbury and Matt Riss. They are the founder and owner of Redefine Meals. They are a meal prep company servicing Long Island and New York City. They started this business back in 2016 and they have grown to be the fastest growing meal prep company on the island. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for coming. Awesome. Thank, thank you for having, having us. us. Absolutely, of course. So tell me how you guys got started in this business. Yeah, so we started uh, Redefined Meals back in 2016. We were both college students. Uh, I was going to Brockport. Mark was going to Buffalo State. Mm -hmm. uh, we were both athletes, and we kind of saw a need to start feeding athletes in more healthy ways. Mm -hmm. uh, that was kind of where the business started. So once, uh, once we realized that, we started talking over the phone. We actually both transferred back home. Uh, I enrolled in Stony Brook University and started the business on the same day. Um, and then from there, basically, we just did R&D on our products for about four months. And we landed our first deal with Stony Brook University in 2017, wow. right, right in the beginning of the year. So like that's kind of the birth of Redefine slash X Factor Meals, which we'll get to, I'm sure. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So we started at Stony Brook University. We were feeding their athletes. We became a corporate partner with the university. And then from there, we realized we really had to just expand our horizon and focus on how we could feed more people. So from there, we looked at it like, okay, let's feed regular people, nine to five people, people that work in an office that are stuck at home. So we said, why don't we do a meal prep company? And then from there, we just slowly built the website, slowly built the foundation up, and that's where we're at today. Awesome. So how did you guys get started? Like, what was the first steps that you guys took? Yeah, so we started at the Stony Brook Incubator, um, which is a kitchen out in Calverton. Um, right. It's basically four startup companies to use a big, I don't know, 4,000 square foot facility. Wow. The thing is, you can't process meat there. So our first sale we ever made was our protein snacks, our cookies, um, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we landed that deal with Stony Brook at that kitchen, and that was kind of like our branding, but we weren't making any profit off of that. So right. that's when we started the meal prep company. And uh, we found a local kitchen that we could renovate, and we kind of started working out of that. Mm -hmm. And me and Mark were cooking all the food in the beginning, and we were delivering, you know, in our Honda Accords, mm -hmm. delivering 60, 70 meals a week. At the time, we felt like we were killing it, mm -hmm. you know, not even realizing that we weren't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. The fact that you guys were willing to do that, like just hop in your car and just deliver and do what you had to do, like from the beginning, that's like, you know, passion. Like you guys really wanted to, people to try your meals. Yeah, it's strange. From the beginning, it felt so real to us. Like, there was never a moment. I mean, there was a few, but there was never really a real moment that lasted where we said this might not work out. Mm -hmm. This just felt like our future from the very yeah. conception of it at the time. That's just what it felt like. Mm -hmm. So And, like, things were falling in line. You know what I mean? Like, the mm -hmm. universe was acting in certain ways where it was like, all right, just keep following the path and things will get better. And they did. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So at what point did you guys, like, realize all right, we want to take this to storefronts. Yeah, so I mean, that storefront didn't really happen um, for almost two, two to three years into the business. Mm -hmm. um, we were just growing online. That was like our main bread and butter. Uh, we grew it from just me and Mark cooking the food to hiring cooks, you know what I mean? Getting me and Mark out of the production of the company and then we could kind of start steering the ship, you know, on a more macro level. Right. Yeah. And that's when we realized the store made sense. So that's kind of why we dialed into Lake Grove and that's when we saw it. Yeah. Our first goal was really to grow the e-commerce business, grow a large platform, grow a large customer base, mm -hmm. have a lot of people that love the company, know the name and understand what we do and what we are. And then from there, we said, you know what? We have a lot of clients in Corn. We have a lot of clients in Center Reach. A lot of our clients are in Lake Grove. 
when we figured out, okay, where are these clients located? Let's make their lives easier to buy our product, and we'll pop open stores in those areas. Mm -hmm. So we spent years laying the groundwork of building these clients. We didn't just open a random store and say, let's try to show people what we are now. Right. We had our e-commerce site up, and people were buying off our website for two or three years before we opened up a store. And that's why when we opened up the store, it was instantly so successful. And this is why we're scaling the model now, because we already have these clients. We're not looking to gain clients. Right. We are gaining clients, of course. But these stores are going to be successful with or without new clients just based on our existing clientele. Absolutely. Yeah, just giving that option to people, you know, if they did run out of some meals they want to pop in, they can come. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Lake Grove was the first one, and that happened in August of 2020, yep. which is crazy. While we were going through a pandemic, you guys yeah. were opening up a business. Yeah, it was challenging because we also did the rebrand while we signed the lease and then we had the pandemic hit and we had to rebrand the company. So right. we, we changed from X Factor Meals to Redefined Meals during that time. Right. Um, which was obviously challenging, but yeah, we opened that in August. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. uh, so you guys were formerly known as X Factor and then you rebranded into Redefine. Tell me exactly what happened with that. Yeah, I mean, so the, <laughs> we filed a trademark at 19. Okay. Obviously, a little bit of naiveness that kind of propelled us forward. But okay. we, we faced a lawsuit that we could have fought, but we saw a easier path of just rebranding and kind of generalizing mm -hmm. us from less sports-specific to more, like, generalized health and nutrition. Mm -hmm. And we found the redefined mark, which we obviously trademarked now. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, it was, like, a real big learning curve, but it was, Absolutely. like, a two-month period that was super stressful trying to figure out a name and, yeah. like, redoing the whole process while trying to grow the business and, at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was a learning curve for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. So, the fact that you guys were willing to just walk away from that yeah you knew that no matter what your name was people were going to follow you yeah you well we were left with a choice not to cut you off we were left yeah. with a choice because there was two options it was either we fight the lawsuit minimum two hundred thousand dollars or we rebrand cost us fifty thousand dollars so we weren't going to let our ego take us away from all that amount right. of money you know what i mean Smart. it wasn't yeah. worth it at that time and we we liked our name at the start because in a sports-specific niche at Stony Brook and Hofstra and these universities and trying to vend at large tournaments, the name X Factor popped. Sounds good. But that name, we didn't really love it for where our business had become mm. and where it was going. We thought a more generalized name, something like Redefine Clean, we decided, you know, we'll go in that direction. We like it better anyway. Let's bite the bullet. And the main thing was just informing our clients that X Factor is now redefined, yeah. making sure they understand that that's the same company. There's not new owners. There's not new employees. It's not new meals. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just a new name that we had to do. So, I mean, we did a pretty good job of it. We lost almost no business, and we grew mm -hmm. right through it. It ended yeah. up not hurting us. We were nervous at the time, but it ended up not hurting us at all. If anything, it's helped. So. Yeah, we turned mm -hmm. a negative to a positive. You know? yeah. That's, that's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why you guys are you know, successful. Yeah. So how many employees did you guys have when you first started versus how many do you have now? That's a good question. So when we first started, <laughs> it was just Matt and I. Okay. You know what I mean? It was, it was just us. It was just the two of us. It took probably six or seven months for us to realize we're going to have to make a hire. Yeah. At the time, we started the business with very little money. Mm -hmm. It was basically the only cost was our time. Um, it took probably about six or seven months to hire the first employee. Then from there, we hired two or three after that. And then we'd stayed at around that level for a while. And then every single year, we bring on employees as we need them to meet volume and to, meet, uh, to make sure that the kitchen's not too busy and that everyone can handle their role. Mm -hmm. And to this point, we have 25 employees. Yeah. Wow. So in the, yeah, in the beginning, we had friends that helped out. You know, mm -hmm. my parents, you know, a bunch of people helped out in the beginning that weren't real employees that just wanted yeah. to see us be successful. Right. But uh, yeah, it was just me and Mark in the beginning. It was brutal. Yeah. But we, yeah. we got through it, obviously. It's probably... 
80 to 90 hours a week. Yeah. Wow. Probably yeah. consistently for no pay and for like about right, a year. And it was that time we were 23, 22 years old. So it was like right when you're in college, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like a big commitment to, to pull away from, you know, the partying and the, the social aspect of life and just kind of dial in and yeah. see the vision, the big picture through that time. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely challenging. Yeah. A lot of people always describe it as like we took this huge amount of risk. I don't know. I just never felt like that. Mm-hmm. It just never felt like I was risking anything. Mm-hmm. That's just how I felt. I felt like it was always worth my time, and I always thought it was getting somewhere yeah. good. So. And it was because we were so young. When you're young and yeah. you you don't have commitments and family and mortgage and all that stuff, you can go and take a risk. Yeah, because if you lose, sense. you're just kind of back where everyone else is at yeah. that age. So Exactly. Yeah. And, then that and then and there's we, also the risk-reward versus like, okay, now you have a four- or five-year degree that mm-hmm. you invested $100,000 and $80,000 and whatever you spent to go away to school. It's like if you have that money back, mm-hmm. you want to get some utility out of that degree mm-hmm. versus just throwing it away and saying, now I'll start a business, but you're already 100 back. Right. Yeah. So it's like we were at that time where we were thinking in the future when Matt was at Brockport and I was at Buffalo, I remember I called Matt and I was yeah. just like, Mark to be honest up. with you, like I'm looking at these loans, dude, and they just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking, okay, I was studying dietetics and nutrition. I said, best case scenario. If I don't start my own business in that field, best case scenario, 60, 70 a year. That was what I had felt. I was like, that was my best case scenario. And I was like, yeah, but if I'm back 80 or 90, I'm not going to be out of debt till I'm 35 off a school loan. And I was just like, there's not much money in the field. And then Matt has a similar. Yeah, I remember the conversation. Like Mark, I will give Mark credit for the rest. Like he woke me up to where I was going. Like I was Mm -hmm. going down a path to be a PA or a physical therapist. And I would put myself back $150,000 by the time I was done. Mm -hmm. So it was just like he woke me up. And then that's kind of when I had the idea for for the business. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're not saying there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's definitely the the smarter route for most situations it took a lot of luck first to get where we are it took a lot of work first i mean luck only bets on people in motion obviously Mm -hmm. but it did take some luck with that motion you Mm -hmm. know that's crazy so at that point you guys did take that risk and your friends were out partying they were experiencing college did you guys get like backlash did you get people saying like what are you doing this is I, no, no. I would say almost everyone that I was around was so supportive. You That's know what good. I mean? And like, yeah. they didn't understand it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They were like, they didn't understand right. it, but they supported it. You know what I mean? I don't have any backlash or anything That's good. negative like that. I would say from friends, I didn't receive much backlash, but definitely at the very, very beginning, mm-hmm. when I had first told my parents and, and my grandmother and when I told them I decided I was going to drop out of school and chase the business, they definitely pushed back at that idea. Yeah. But at the Same. end of the day, I made <laughs> yeah. my own decision. I was yeah. like, this is what I'm doing. Right. You can accept it or don't. Right. This is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. And yeah. that's what I did. I said, give me a year. And then in a year, we can decide yeah. if I made the right decision. And <laughs> yeah. we never looked back from there. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Yeah. That was just following your gut. You know what I mean? Following right. the feeling inside you. Yeah, so. you're following mm-hmm. your passion. Yeah, yeah. Sure. it's like if I want to go back to school, I'll go back in two years. Right. Yeah. No big this deal. falls short. Okay, yeah. now right. I'm out of school at 25 instead of 23 or 24, whatever yeah. it is. Exactly. So, yeah. so actually, not to cut you off, a funny story. <laughs> Good. The biggest pushback I ever had for business versus school mm-hmm. was I was in um I took a I was taking like regular classes at Suffolk, uh-huh. and I remember I had this one professor that had just grown so sick of me in the business, and he was just <laughs> mad at me for some reason. The guy hated me. And what had happened was, is the same day that we would deliver, I had his class in the morning. So I always was left with the choice. Do I go to this guy's class? And it was like, it was like a music 101, oh some course I don't, I don't need to take. Yeah. It was just an electorate, so you mm-hmm. have to take a certain amount of them. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was either deliver our packages or go to his class. 
And at the beginning of the semester, <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll go to his class and then deliver. And then by the end of the semester, I wasn't going to his class. I was just delivering packages. And at the end of the semester, he said, listen, if you don't come to the last class, I will fail you. And I said, okay. If you feel it's necessary to fail me, then fail me. Wow. And then I didn't go, and then he called me. He goes, I decided to let you come and take the final test, and if you pass it, I'll pass you. And he passed me. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that, that class finished out my two-year degree. So okay. it was important at the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So you opened up Lake Grove in August, yep. and then you opened up Syosset, which was? Middle of November. November. Yep. Okay, and then Colmac is coming soon. Colmac, yeah, hopefully within the next week, week and a half, we're thinking. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And then any other, when you guys are? Yeah, so this is actually the first time we're announcing this, but Belmore, uh, we just signed a lease for that location. So we're hoping wow. to do that by the middle of March. We actually yeah. started working on that already. So Right on Merrick Road, it's a good spot. Yeah. Oh my God, Merrick Road? Yep. Yeah. So we're excited for that. Congrats, that's amazing. So in six months, you guys opened up we're going to be open up four different storefronts. Yeah. That's amazing. See, it's it seems like it's it's amazing, but the way I would look at it is more of like I'm back due to owing myself these stores that I should have opened up a year and a half yeah. ago, 2 years ago. Okay. <laughs> we have the infrastructure laid out like we're selling at a pretty high volume now that the overhead for these stores is already covered. Yeah. Okay. So we're adding these stores that we realistically could have we realistically could have added a year and a half, two years ago. But now that we're doing it, we're like, let's just go. We yeah. have it covered. We have the volume. We have the clients. We have right. the staff. We yeah. understand how it works. We have the providers for everything we need. The stores are really inexpensive to open. The <clears throat> overhead's really low. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like these stores need to operate at some ridiculous volume to break even or pull a profit. They right. just have to see a couple people a day and it would be fine. So for us, it's like it was a no-brainer to right. just get the ball It's like right. a marketing expense. You know, yeah. Get people in the door, try the product, and grow the brand. So yeah. we're excited. Yeah, because once you get them in the door, they're hooked, you know, because then they're going to start ordering, they're going to do a subscription. Well, the thing with meal prep is it's people are still learning about what actual meal prep is. Mm -hmm. But once people do it, they realize how much time they save, you know, how much, how easy it is and how good the product is. You know what I mean? So it's, it's cool. It's cool to see people learn and get hooked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As a former athlete, that's, that's that's the hardest thing is like keeping up with the nutrition. Yeah. So it's the fact, you know, the fact that you guys give a good product you know your your meals are the best i've tried a few <laughs> it's funny and anytime i'm in lake rover say asset i always pop in and yeah. i'll get like a stack of your meals and i bring them home <laughs> and my fiance gets like so excited because it, it's like it, it tastes good like you look forward to them for sure um so with that being said what is your favorite meals Oof. i love tacos in general so i'm gonna go probably the carne asada tacos right okay now, right now it changes a lot because I eat this almost every day. I eat it every single day, probably yeah. twice a day. But yeah. my favorite right now is probably the Mongolian beef. That's a good That's dish. my fiance's favorite. Yeah. That's he loves good. that. Flaming tips. It's tender. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. I love the salmon. I, uh, a few years ago, I gave up meat. I was only eating fish. Okay. So I always try to like, I'm not a big like red meat person, but I enjoy it like occasionally, but the salmon Salmon hits? Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. That's my family's favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm. the salmon, yeah. So what's really cool like about the different options that you guys provide is your bulk options. Um, so in the world that we live in, everyone's learning about meal prepping and the importance of nutrition and learning about their macros and everything like that. So how did you guys like 
come up with that yeah. idea to provide that. So we try to redefine, tries to make a product that appeals to everyone. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like our motto and kind of like what we try to do when we're designing the menu. Mm-hmm. So we want to appeal to that person working nine to five that just wants to eat a portion controlled meal and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But we also want to appeal to that bodybuilder, that CrossFit athlete, that athlete that needs to eat mm-hmm. specific, you know, structured diet. So we do the bulk options, mm-hmm. which they can eat exactly to their diet that they need. You know right. what I mean? So that's the big thing with redefines. We just try to appeal to everyone. That's kind of our model. The main issue, to piggyback off that, the main issue we were having was constantly people hit us up, oh, can you do my custom macros? Can you do my exact fat, carb, and protein for a a dish? And it sounds like, oh, that's not bad. Make the 10, 15 meals. The problem is is when you have 50, 60, 100 clients who all want to do that, Mm -hmm. the amount of time it takes to put it down on the line and weigh out every single one custom to their order, Mm -hmm. it's just challenging. There's smaller (laughs) companies that do it, but when you're at scale – Mm-hmm. It's it, there's not much money in it because the amount of time it takes it's frustrating. So we said, okay, if we do the bulk options, people can weigh out themselves. Right. We'll just sell our carb sources, our protein sources, and our veggies in yeah. bulk containers, and people could just assemble it themselves. Right. At, at we provide the tool. Like, yeah. you know what I mean. That's kind of what we right. try to do. So yeah. people have no excuse not to eat healthy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so what's the process of like releasing a new meal? Like, what do you guys have to do? Yeah, so that's basically the part of the business that I really enjoy. Uh-huh. That's, like, fun for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, like, it's work, but it's fun. You know what I mean? So what I'll do is is I'll just do some research. I'll look up online, or if I go to a restaurant and I enjoy a meal I eat, I'm constantly thinking, how could I recreate this a little more healthy? Mm-hmm. And then you slowly just get better at it. You start to learn what most people like. You realize what most people's palates can handle, mm-hmm. what type of dishes people are more attracted to. And then from there, if I try a recipe I like, I'll basically... I'll talk to our providers, mm-hmm. see if they have ingredients I can source that are similar to what was in the recipe I liked. Mm-hmm. And I'll recreate it, and then I'll go in the kitchen. I'll snap some photos of it once I make it. I usually have it for lunch right <laughs> after. And then we, the photos and everything. we do the macros in-house, yeah. and then we basically just throw it up on the website, and then people start ordering it. Market it, yeah. So yeah. you take those photos? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, we do it's, it all It's in-house. honestly right on the iPhone, yeah. the new iPhone. The camera is just as good yeah. as like a professional. It's true. Yeah. Wow, I didn't it's know all that. In-house. Everything's in-house. I was going to yeah. ask you guys like who does the the photography and like We actually like do that. have a few people who do some photography for us. Uh-huh. The new options, I tend to just do those photos myself cuz right. I have the phone and it's easy that way. Right. Um but we do have a couple different people that come in uh, a girl named Gabby who runs uh, Eating Long Island. There's mm-hmm. a Instagram page in our area. Uh, she'll do some photos for us and then we have a, a couple other people we work with we have sam yeah black sale Productions. so yeah. we try to be on the cutting edge of like media right. photos and all of that because we just want to portray that we care yeah. you know what i mean so like you could take shortcuts and do it all yourself but we're trying to portray something that's high quality and right we care about the food so we want to care about what content we're leaving you know yeah. I mean, behind. I mean, yeah you guys do an amazing job at that you know the photography the marketing the consistency with your instagram your videos yeah. like yeah. Yeah. It Thank shows you. that you guys care. Like, this is your life. This is your, your love, your passion. For sure. And it definitely shows. Yeah. Well, it's never going to be perfect, but it's like, how close can we get to that? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's never like, we're like, yeah. oh, I'll never look at that and be like, oh, we're done. Yeah. We're set. You know what I mean? Right. We're Once perfect you that, now. You're right. behind. Once you do that, every yeah. single day after that, you fall more and more back. Yeah. That's true. So you're just trying to constantly get a little bit better. Like, okay, what can I do today mm-hmm. to make us a little bit better than we were yesterday? And if you just, we always say like, the key is having good days, mm-hmm. getting momentum, having good weeks, mm-hmm. having a good month, turning yeah. into a good quarter, turning into a good year, and then turning into two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden yeah. you catch that momentum and it's like, that's what we learned. Like, I always think to myself, like, year one, we were naive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Year two, we learned. Mm-hmm. 
year three, we were humble. Yeah, right? humbled, when, yeah. We, when we when we checked out of the business, and the business was still successful, and people were enjoying the meals, but we stopped growing. Yeah. But the overhead kept growing. So our overhead was growing, but our sales were stagnant. Mm-hmm. So we went from a really successful company, or not really successful, you know, sm- you know, us average small business doing okay right. to like not doing as great. And then in year four, we were like, okay, we have to dive back into this thing and get yeah. the momentum back. And then year four, we caught that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, business is a lot of momentum. You know what I mean? And I've learned that from just the experience. But like if you should, like Mark said, you string together a couple of days, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they, those turn to weeks to months, and then all of a sudden you can look back and be like six months we just pushed you know 100 yeah. percent growth or something right. like that. So Absolutely. That's yeah. really what we've been thinking. If you can think, you know, break things down micro to, yeah. to move towards a macro goal, yeah. that's yeah. like when you start really doing things. It's so true. Once yeah. the momentum like falls. And you like get yeah. like into a rut. It's so hard to get it back Just, going. It's, it's it's much easier to fall off and mm-hmm. not and, and and not have that momentum than it is to keep it. But what we've learned is there's things you can do. Like when we first started, we like let's just do 18 hours a day. Let's not stop. We're gonna think about this. If you don't pace yourself, you're gonna burn out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're better That's... off putting in 10 to 12 a day mm-hmm. than you are putting in 18 for four in a row and none for three in a row. Yeah. Right. So sure. you just yeah. have to keep it. Like there will be times that we're in the mood to do something. It's like okay, like. The 12 hours is in today. The right. 14 hours is in today. That'll be done tomorrow because yeah. we have to check out or else the next morning we're not going to want to check in. Oh, absolutely. The burnout mm. is real. Yeah. Like yeah. That's you... what we did. We burnt out for yeah. a couple months for and sure. And it wasn't like yeah. we were doing things like, okay, let's just do all this marketing. It was just like we physically had to be there or mm-hmm. people were not going to get a meal yeah. the next day. So mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, yeah. at so, the very beginning. Yeah. Uh-huh. So how do you guys like balance like work and life and everything like that? We've definitely gotten better as uh-huh. time's gone on. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's still definitely something I struggle with. And like, yeah. I think you constantly struggle with that because Always. it's like balancing growth versus balancing your happiness. Not even that, but like oh, yeah. just balancing everything. You know what I mean? So I'm still trying to figure it out, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it's but a learning process yeah, for, for me sure. too. It's- for our business, I feel like we're in a situation now where we're blessed. We have... um a lot of the guys we've had, we've had for two or three years now. They mm-hmm. understand the business. Like we have people that are really capable on our staff. We have a couple kitchen guys who've been with us from the beginning, and then they basically manage the rest of the guys that came in after them. Mm-hmm. We have a couple guys that do the packaging, the routing, the logistics. They've been here for years, so they understand. Mm-hmm. From the beginning, we did a good job of hiring out levels beneath us. Yeah. So as money came in, instead of pocketing it, we just reinvested into the company. That's huge. So basically, yeah. we were able to hire out of all day-to-day tasks. Like in terms of production. We're not really working on the line. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not flipping chicken, really, so to speak, anymore. At times, <laughs> we. At times, we will, but right. so to speak, Hardly we don't. Customer service, ever. logistics, yeah. ev- everything's basically hired out of. Like I said, yeah. me and Mark are just kind of like that macro force of the business, right? Yeah. Trying to grow it the right ways mm-hmm. and and just figure out the method. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's the only way you can really scale this yeah. to yeah. where you want to be. You can't do it all and enjoy it. Yeah. And enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. You have to find those people that you trust. Yep. That is going to run it the way you guys, you know, yeah. want. A lot of people from the beginning would say, like, they would be like, oh, like, what are you doing today? I'd be like, oh, I'm actually taking the day. And they're like, oh, well, the kitchen's running. I'm like, yeah, but if the kitchen's running, the kitchen's running. Like, right. my job is to grow the company. Right. Like, the point, like, my point being is that, like, if I was still working the line, right? Mm-hmm. If I was still on the line cooking in the kitchen or delivering, would mm-hmm. we be able to open two stores in a month Absolutely or four not. stores in six yeah. months? You wouldn't be able to do it. Right. So you're trying to save pennies, but you're leaving hundreds going out the door because you're not growing. Yeah. That's what I feel like. There's some Smart. people that are stuck in that. They want to be there. It's tough to break They can't. Yeah. They want to be there all day, every day, or right. else they think something's going to go wrong. You right. have to just assume your guys are doing a good job. Right. And then if it falls on its face, it's something you did wrong and you right. have to hire smarter and better or more people. That's true. And yeah. learn. Yeah. And learn, yeah. yeah. That's it. 
And you gotta like let go of the control. Yeah. You know, you can't be in all your stores and watching. You just trust yeah. the process. If That's I it. wanted to be, if we wanted to be at the stores every hour they operate, we would only be able to own two stores. Yeah. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. so right there, argument done. Yeah. yeah. You don't have a choice. <laughs> you have a choice. The argument's done. There's no. Yeah. There's no scalability to it. Right. The whole point of this is to grow something that's that's super scaled out to the mm. point where it, it could run itself and bring in some kind of passive income for a long time. Mm. That's the whole goal. So. Mm. Love it. And then maybe Amazon rolls us up. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys recently uh, partnered with a, um, oh my God, a local charity. So tell me more about that. Yeah, so um, the month of February, we actually cut back our whole marketing budget wow. and decided to just donate that marketing budget in meals to our local charities. So we did... Uh, was it Mission Lighthouse? Yeah, Mission Lighthouse. And okay. then we've worked with um, Orange Theory in the past too to, to local uh, deliver to like uh, local healthcare. Mm-hmm. So we drop meals at Stony Brook University, um, all these big hospitals during the pandemic. Wow. So we've been trying to just give back as much as we can. I love that. Um, and they enjoy a fresh meal. Like yeah. a lot of the meals they got donated uh-huh. during the pandemic weren't healthy. So like when we were giving them something that made them feel good, they were definitely appreciative of it. Yes. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Was like, For a while, our Instagram and Facebook ads budget, Google ads budget had grown so much. It was like such a large amount of money. I just looked at it and said, one month of this, we can donate over a thousand meals yeah. easily, probably two times over. So we just said, you know, what? let's cut it for a month. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really providing great returns. Let's do a social media post and see if people will share the fact that we're donating our money, which is our meals, right. instead of giving it to Instagram and Facebook, reshare this post to give us some of the same buzz that we would have gotten if we put the money into Facebook. And right. people were super receptive. We made yeah. an Instagram post, we got oh, a yeah. ton of likes, all these comments, so many shares. So we were like, you know, it worked out. We're feeding people that need it. And at the same time, maybe in a few months, we'll go back and we'll get back on Instagram and Facebook ads because we do have to grow the company in yeah. order to do things like that. So. Right. I love that. That was cool. Yeah, that's cool. I admire that. That's really cool. So what is the biggest reward you guys would say uh, for being an entrepreneur? I just like seeing like uh, the growth, you know, as a, as a person, mm-hmm. but also seeing the company grow and like mm-hmm. kind of seeing people enjoy the product, enjoy the business. And it's just fun looking back and kind of like thinking of the future and kind right. of trying to figure it out. I just enjoy it. I kind of look at it as like a game. Business yeah. is a game. So yeah. Yeah. playing the game, that's all. I love that. It's nice seeing where you were. Mm-hmm where you thought you'd be versus where you end up. Mm-hmm. I also like that if you work a typical nine to five, you know, you're paid this for X amount of time. Then you, if you perform to this level, you pay this for X amount of time. For us, like our ceiling is really what we're willing yeah. to let it become or make it become. Yeah. So like, that's also an exciting part for me. Mm-hmm. And then probably the third main thing is like, it's nice when, when you're doing well as an individual, but when you're able to, to put on for other people who mm-hmm. work for you, who've been loyal to you for a long time, who do a good job, and you're able to pay them more than they should be getting paid and mm-hmm. buy them things when they deserve it, that's mm-hmm. a good feeling yeah. too. So yeah. that's definitely a good, a, a good part of it. Yeah. yeah. And then long term, obviously, the goal of any business owner is to acquire you know, a decent amount of passive income where you're not really putting much work in, but you're getting right. paid for a lot of other people's time while you're still paying them, of Absolutely. course. Yeah. So yeah. then that's probably the long-term goal is the passive income. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I have that same mindset. And some people are okay with the, the nine to five, yeah. you know, that they, they like the comfort. The security. Yeah. yeah. But knowing that the opportunities are literally endless, like this, there's no ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like that's what gets me out of bed every day. And yeah. same for you guys. Like, it's just a certain person, certain mindset. And some people have it and some people don't. Yeah. So yeah. I love connecting with people that they just get it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So who has been the most influential for you guys? 
I don't think I have like one person that's uh-huh. been influential. Like there's a hundreds of people that I've talked to, and I'm always like trying to take one or two things from everyone I meet. Uh-huh. Um, so I couldn't drop names, but I've learned from <laughs> countless amounts of people just small little things that mm-hmm. I always take with me. And you never know when you're going to use it or yeah. when it's going to work for you. So I couldn't drop one specific person. Okay. I tend to feel like what I do a lot of times is I like I'll take on someone else's mindset that I look up to. Mm -hmm. So like if someone that I look up to has a certain mindset, I'll take on that mindset and I'll be time stamped inside that time. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I'll remember like when we were 19, 20 years old starting out, there was Gary V who was like this big motivator, this influencer. (laughs) Now I look back at the videos and I'm like, really Mark? (laughs) Like he's a successful guy and he's cool and everything. But like, I understand why that kind of mentality would burn you out. It's not for everyone. It's for right. him. It's not for me. Right. And then in my early 20s through to now, I've adopted a, a mindset. I really like um, Bruss, the hip-hop artist. I really like his mindset of like, I'm just going to do me. I'll do it myself. I'll prove to everyone else on myself that I could do this. Mm-hmm. So I like his mindset. But, I mean, there's a lot of different people. There's a lot of different people that, like, I've looked up to probably who've taught me a lot over time. And like Matt said, cumulative, we take something from everyone we meet. You can learn something from everyone kind of thing. Exactly. Like I've learned stuff without even realizing it, just Mm -hmm. meeting certain people. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's not like, sometimes what you're learning is not what to do. It's Mm -hmm. what not to do. I would say we've probably learned more of like what not (laughs) to do do. through people than than we've probably learned of what to do, which sounds bad. 100%. I'm thinking about it in my head. I'm just like, that makes sense. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Right? Yeah. So we're not going to do that. Yeah. Check the box off. There's yeah. a, a million things you can do. Right. There's a million things that are probably bad, but if you hit the one that's good, yeah. okay, so let's weed out all the bad ones first, mm-hmm. and then we'll make the good decisions For after. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So you guys have sponsored athletes. You guys have partnerships. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so we um, have a few sponsored athletes. The biggest one is Chris Harris, who's mm-hmm. an OG. He's been with us since we were driving around in Hondas delivering meals, yeah. like wow. we said. Um, he's a super big in the CrossFit industry and mm-hmm. competes at nationals and all that type of stuff. And, um, and we also work with Dalton Crossan. He's been like a sales rep for us and he cool. just signed with the PLL. So he's going to play professional lacrosse. Yeah. Congrats on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then those are like our two real sponsored athletes that we kind of work with. And then we also work with uh, Orange Theory, which is a gym, mm-hmm. but they're, uh, they have about 16 or 17 locations throughout the island Wow. and have been super it's been a super successful part partnership both ways where we yeah. can benefit their clients with discounts, mm-hmm. uh, free samples and stuff like that. And they've helped us really get the brand out there. So that's great. Yeah, shout out Orange Theory. Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually taken one of their classes. I've been wanting to. I have. It's it's crazy, it's right? It's a good workout. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a good workout. High intensity yeah. gets you on the treadmill and stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um so what advice would you guys give someone who wants to pursue a similar career path? I would say the first thing is just to do it. Mm. If you start, because like if we look back at like, and this is just our small little four or five year story and what we've done. We haven't tried other businesses and right. we haven't done that much. This is our baby and what we've grown. But from mm-hmm. my experience, if you start, that's your best bet. Because yeah. once you start, the idea you start with might not always be the idea it's going to evolve into. So if you're constantly True. thinking what do I want the company to be in five years before you even start? Right. It's kind of a waste of time. Like you yeah. want to have a business plan written out and make sense of it mm-hmm. so you can track your progress along the way. But realistically, I think starting, getting going, mm-hmm. and just saying this is what I'm doing, whether mm-hmm. it's part-time, full-time, 10 hours a week, two hours a day, whatever mm-hmm. it is, do it. And then yeah. from there, you'll see where it takes you. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really exactly what I would say. Start yeah. and then it's like, 
it's finding a little niche. It can be something, it's just going zero to one. Like that, the yeah. hardest thing is just to start and get that first one. So we found a stupid little niche in a university to feed, you know, protein cookies to the men's basketball team. Yeah. But that confidence and that feeling of making that first sale made mm-hmm. us go get that second, that third, and that fourth. So it's yeah. just getting that first little sale. Yeah. And it's like, it's more not even just a business thing. It's kind of like a life thing where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now I know that I can make a sale to anyone that I want in the right. future. So right. it's just like, we started with protein cookies, but you can start with anything. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? So that's exactly. my advice is start, just go, just go, go for it. When we first started, yeah. it was basically just Stony Brook University. And our goal as a company was to sell them protein cookies, protein cereal. And then we wanted to do like vending at like large sports tournaments. So we'd mm. go there, we'd sell wraps and whatever we could sell to people that were just at these large tournaments. That was our business model. Yeah. That was our plan. That's what we wanted to do. Right. And then quickly we realized, okay, this isn't sustainable. You yeah. can't build a business off a seasonal Right. Like a seasonal uh, clientele like that. So we were like, right. okay, what else can we do? And at the time, meal prep was just starting to get some momentum. Mm. So we decided to hop on that. Mm. Yeah, so just start and then figure it out. Like your naiveness is your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like you not knowing should make you feel more confident almost yeah. because if you know what it really takes, you're probably not going to do it. Yeah. So like if we knew what we had to do to actually make a profitable business, there's no way we would have ever started. Yeah. Right. But our naiveness helped us get to yeah. where we are now. Like when that. we started, if we said we have to sell X amount of meals, we have to employ yeah. X amount of people, we have to open X amount of stores, we have to get X amount of trucks, yeah. we need X amount of credit. If right. we would have said that when we started, we would have just said this is unattainable, <laughs> we're not going to do it. Right. But when you're already two-thirds of the way through the book you might as well finish it that's kind of you know what i mean at that point start for sure yeah so what's the ultimate goal like where do you guys see yourselves going where do you see the business going um i mean yeah our goal i mean we don't i don't think we have a a clear picture of it we know we want to take over long island which we're in the process of doing we want to expand regionally Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like just get to more areas the city um, Boston, all those type of areas and, mm-hmm. and see what we can do from there. Yeah. Um, we're not obviously closing the door on anything or opening the door on anything, but we just want to make as big of a company as we can. Right. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we're living a life that's not over overdoing it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like an enjoyable way to make an income right. and, and growing and enjoying what we're doing. Yeah. So. I think right now we're kind of in like that grind phase. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where we've been, we've been, we've been growing at a decent rate and now we're at the point where it's like, okay, the infrastructure's set. Like this thing is ready to go. Right. You know what I mean? We have the staff we need. We have the trucks we need. We have, we have basically everything we need. We're just ready to scale production, mm-hmm. and that's going to come with a lot of work. So we got to get these stores open. We got to keep going in that direction. The goal would really, you know, we have the two. We have the one in Lake Grove, one in Syosset. We're opening the one in Comac and Bellmore within the next two weeks each. Mm-hmm. And and then from there, it's as long as the store model proves successful over time, keep opening the stores. Mm-hmm. Eventually, move into a bigger facility where we can produce more meals fit more staff, grow the company. I think it's try to endless scale. And then at some point, how can we turn this thing into just passive income? That's the goal long-term. And then at that point, diversify our assets in terms of like, in terms of like a financial, in terms of like what we want to do with like the business itself with Mm -hmm. our lives. I think we just want to keep a certain amount of free time that we have for ourselves. We could do whatever we want with, Right. you know, I don't want the business to position me in a spot where if I really want to go fly fishing in the Rockies for a weekend, I can't go because I'm stuck here. <laughs> right. You know yeah, what right. I mean? We never want to pinhole ourselves. We just want like to that. keep that freedom always. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like the reason people become entrepreneurs is like you want to be successful. You want to give a good product or you want to give a good service, but you also want that time freedom. You want that, you yeah. know, income to for be sure. able to live like a much larger life and to do things you know, that most people don't do. Yeah. And we're still at the point now where we're sacrificing some of that 
Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because that's just yeah, where we're at. But we're we, 25 too. So yeah. that's the way we look at it. You know 24. What I mean? He's stealing years. Oh, uh, yeah, 24. So. <laughs> I hate that I'm older than him. But yeah, we that's just babies. look at it that we're young. So we mm-hmm. can keep, oh you know, God. work now and relax later. Enjoy it later. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I love you guys. I admire you. And I love that we are Sachem alum, (laughs) and I'm always rooting for you guys. So tell people how they can find you, connect with you, order from you. Yeah, so I mean, our our Instagram is probably the best way to connect, at at Redefined Meals. Okay. Um, And our website link's right on there. It's redefinedmeals.com. You can order online. Like we said, we deliver three times a week right now Mm -hmm. to all of Long Island and parts of the city. Okay. Um, and then obviously we have the stores. So the stores are open 10 to 7 every weekday. Um, we have one in Lake Grove, Syosset. We're overdoing this. Syosset, we're opening Colmac and Belmore next week. Okay. Um, so that's, if you want to try us, we're trying to cover the whole island so you can come get us from yes. anywhere, anywhere you at. Yeah. Yes. Guys, go try their meals. They are amazing. <laughs> you won't regret it. And you'll never, ever try another meal prep company ever again. I promise you. Guys, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Good luck. And uh, I'm going to come into Comac and Belmore. <laughs> awesome. I'm super, super pumped. Thank you Appreciate guys. It. Thanks for having thank us. You. Of course. Thank you.